In today's episode, we're going to talk about pest control websites and how you can make good money if you know what you're doing. You own a pest control company and marketing and advertising ain't what it used to be. Just so you know, software and millennials are not the answer. This is the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. Our passion is to teach you online and digital marketing without all the techno babble. Oh, it still takes hard work, sales, and a sprinkle of tech, but we'll teach you how to do it in simple terms. Let's do this. Let's get on with the show. This is the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast, and this is your host, Casey Lewis. All righty, and welcome to the show today. My name's Casey Lewis, and I am the host of our podcast here. We call it the Pest Marketing Domination Podcast. Today's episode, we want to talk about a pest control website, and specifically what we call a smart pest control website, and what makes a smart pest control website, and why we call it that. But before I get started, let me just take a moment here to tell you a little bit about who I am, who we are, what we do, since this is our first podcast episode. This is season one, episode one, and we really have looked forward to this. I'll tell you, um, we've listened for weeks now to all of the pest control podcasts out there that are related to marketing and and business growth, and felt like we could really fit right about in the middle of it all. We we think all those podcasts out there are great. We don't want to be critical or say anything one way or another about them all. Some of them tend to lean really far to the left, and by the left what I mean is to um, very small pest control operators just getting started, Some of the others lean further to the right where they're, you know, integrated and merged with big software companies and are looking, I guess, to attract only those pest control companies that are in that market of, I don't know, $10 million or more. And where we really like to find ourselves is right in the middle there, right in that area where you're not necessarily brand new startup, but you um, are in a growth mode. You do want to be a major pest control marketing, or excuse me, pest control um, company player in your marketplace. And just looking for maybe some help and some advice. And what we want to do is be able to be that company that can help you and provide you with that through things like this podcast, through some of the free guides that we have, we can give you through our website ourselves. And ultimately, if we do a good job at that and people like what they hear and people check us out based on some of our, um, the testimonials we have with our own uh, pest control partner companies, then in fact, we, we think we'll get a shot. We'll get, we'll hear from you and, and maybe ultimately we will be able to be your pest control company. I My name again is Casey Lewis, and I spent um, 30 plus years in the Yellow Pages business. Started as a young guy going door to door selling ads 
to business owners. Um, many, many pest control companies through the years uh, ultimately retired as the Yellow Pages was beginning to come to uh, its inevitable end and was being bought out by uh, different hedge funds and, and, and different kinds of those types of companies. And I just said, you know, I, I had had enough and it was time for me to go and I go and I left and I started Rhino Digital Media Incorporated and Rhino Pest Control Marketing is a subsidiary of that company. And what I was really looking to do was to be able to go and fulfill what I think maybe I missed and that was having relationships, friendships, partnerships with the um the clients and companies you represent. Uh, I'm not really too big into software uh, needs to be the rule to everything and you know having a lot of youngsters that are are going to be trying to advise you on your business dealings when in fact they've never owned a business, never been in business, they're reading from a script. So those are the kinds of things that just sort of annoyed me and I thought, you know what? Um I don't like it. I miss those days uh, of of yonder, you know, when you went out and you actually liked the people you were working with and you had a friendship. They could call you on the phone. They could send you a message. They could do different things. Anyway, so let's talk smart pest control website. And what do we mean by that? So what is a website, really? I mean, what is it? It's a collection of pages that are coded with some pictures and some text on it that somebody built that you're going to put out there on the internet and Google and others are going to crawl it, search it, and index it if you're lucky. With the ultimate goal being really what? And that is, you know, some person at home, um, a homeowner, a housewife, the husband, a commercial business owner, somebody has a problem with a cockroach or a bed bug or a mosquito or termites or something. And so they go to Google and they type in a few words, you know, I need a pest control company in my town. And the objective to your website is to show up. It's to be one of those that's in that initial uh, first few searches that gets that all-important click that then hopefully turns into a new customer for you. And that's actually no big deal. But what happens is um, not very many people, really honestly, understand the do's and don'ts of creating a pest control website that is going to index well across all of the areas that you service and all of the services that you provide. So let's let's break it down into some steps. And I am hopeful that what I can do is convey this in words because generally I do this in a webinar so you can see a screen and I can put pictures and diagrams up there which make it a little bit easier. You can always email me and or um, simply send me a text message if you want some additional information or, or some guide. We have some guides on this stuff. 
and I'd be happy to send it over to you. Uh, my my text phone number, my mobile phone is 925-464-8383. And my email is Casey, which is spelled C-A-S-E-Y, at rhinopros.com. And rhino is R-H-I-N-O, pros.com. Anyway, so at any time, if you want to just reach out and ask, I'll be happy to help. This is what I do really for a living, is talk to pest control owners and managers and um, directors, help them try to figure out how they can take their, in this case, their website and get more good leads, more targeted leads, and then leads that ultimately convert into a paying, recurring, hopefully, customer. Anyway, so let, let, let's, again, let's break this down. So let's, let's just pretend for a minute you're going you're gonna to build a house. You've got a big, vacant, dirt lot, and you want to build a nice home. And you have a lot of ideas in your head. And what is the first thing you're probably going to do? Well, I doubt that it would be to go get some concrete and start creating a, a foundation. It doesn't really work like that if you did that. By the time you're done with the house, you know, God help you. What you're going to do is likely you're going to hire some kind of an architect or a general contractor or a professional of some sort. And you're going to describe what you want. And then that person is going to create a blueprint or a set of plans that is going to create the structure of what ultimately will become your home. And at that point, I think what I would like you to think about is it's really, really hard to be thinking about drapes and carpet and tile, appliances and whatnot at this stage. It's just, you're just, it's not the time. That time's coming. And that's the fun part, you know, the fun part when you get to dress it all up. But initially, you really need to look at the structure. So, you know, what is the foundation going to look like? What is the framing, the two by fours? Where do I want electrical outlets, plumbing? Um, Where do I want my lighting to go? Blah, blah, blah. Now, it's the exact same thing with a website, but I don't know why customers, companies, business owners, designers, they always just get in and start building pages and designing them and creating them and putting pictures on them and, and worry, worrying about how, how pretty they're going to look. And I don't know, if, but there's a part of me that believes that the reason for that is a lot of quote-unquote website builders and developers really came from the graphic design field. And as that field has shrunk, um, they had to do something. So the obvious choice was, well, I'll, I'll just go start building websites and I can make them look good. And they can. But a website is not a brochure. It, it's, it couldn't be more different than a brochure. It may look like one sometimes. And the page layouts may kind of look like them. But it's not. It's not. And and that's what I want to I wanna try to point out to you and bring to your attention so you can think about that and evaluate your own site, whether you have one now or whether you're thinking about building one, as to whether or not, um, from a structural standpoint, you have what you need. 
So let's just start with what I will a lot of times refer to as the vanity pages. So the vanity pages, that might be, for example, our maybe our About Us, maybe our team page, maybe a, a page that you have that's a contact page on how to contact us and get a quote. Um, and, you, you know, you might have a team page there that has bios on, on your techs and your administrative staff. But, and, and we will even create vanity pages for you that we think are very important, which is one for reviews and testimonials, one for a refer a friend plan. Um, another would be um, one where it's a pick your plan page. And those are all good fundamental pages to have on your site and for people to find their way to if they're just browsing. But what, what we mentioned earlier, which is the fundamental, which is, right, search, land on a page that is relevant to the search, click, go to the page, and be directed to your company. So you get the sale. Those really revolve around three different areas. And when I say areas, I am talking about the structure of your site in particular, and those pages you're going to build specifically. So what is very, very important in the initial design of your site is first and foremost, where are you? And, you know, this happened to me today where I'm talking to a client and they're in Glendale, Arizona, but as we know, the big market is Phoenix, Arizona. So what he's trying to do with some of his pages is be a Phoenix, Arizona pest control company. And with some of the others, you know, just be a Glendale pest control company. Well, what ultimately is going to happen in that case, it's going to confuse Google and they're going to end up not indexing it for either Glendale or Phoenix, because it's not really clear what and who you are. So the first thing in terms of advice to this particular client's going to be, we need for the base core pages of your site, so your home page, your about page, your in your you know your 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 home pest control page, to all be optimized and all be organized around Glendale. You want to dominate Glendale even if what we really want to do is expand and grow routes in Phoenix. But we have to first make sure that our site is built and optimized around the territory, generally speaking, that we have set up our Google My Business profile in. And that's your Google My Business account, which I hope you all know what that is. If you don't, you need to pause this. Go set up a Google My Business account right now because that's going to tell Google essentially that you are really a business. This is what you do and this is where you're located. And you don't want to deviate from that. So that's sort of the, the core essence of your website. But now, now, in this particular instance, this client also deals in Gilbert, Mesa, Paradise Valley, Queen Creek, Queen Valley, Santan, Scottsdale, Tempe. And all of those would be what we would refer to 
as your service location page. And each one of those locations, so let's just call out Mesa, just for example. When you click on Mesa, it should go to Mesa, and Mesa should then have an optimized page itself that's kind of like a little mini homepage. And then Mesa, the Mesa area service, there should then be the service pages or target pest pages, both, of what are those services that we actually perform in Mesa. So you say, oh, well, man, isn't, aren't we just duplicating pages? Yes. Yes, you are. And that's the point. So for, you know, in this particular case, this client's in Chandler, and one of the services they provide is termite. So there should be a termite page that's on the regular core pages of his website for Chandler. Then when you go and you go to service areas and we go to Mesa, there should be a second termite page that's optimized for the Mesa location area. And that goes to all of his services. So bed bugs, rodent exclusion, mosquitoes, scorpions, ants, cockroaches, all of it needs to be duplicated, and each of those needs to work like its own little mini website for every service area. Chandler, Gilbert, Mesa, Paradise, Phoenix, Queen Creek, Queen Valley, Santan, Scottsdale, Tempe. Now, I hope that that makes sense to you and that you understand it. And let me take it to the next level, the next step to understand you know, why do I need to do that? That's going to cost a lot of money. That seems like a lot of redundancy. The reason that you need to do that is that in every one of those locations, what Google wants to do is serve up a local solution to that search query to that person in that area. So ideally, if I have a problem with ants and I do a query or search and I say I need, I have an ant problem or I'm looking for an ant exterminator near my home, for example, and I'm in Mesa and my client's website's in Chandler and there's somebody else in in Mesa that has an ant control page optimized for Mesa, that's what's going to show up. So if I want to get ant jobs in Mesa and Chandler and Gilbert and Phoenix, etc., then I need an individual page for each of those locations. And when I actually create my site map or my blueprint, I step backwards towards that, that's what has to be done. So you don't go start just randomly building all these pages. You first step back and create a blueprint that says, okay, I'm going to have a home page. And my home page is going to have an about us page. It's going to have a commercial services. It's going to have a local pest control page. But then it's going to have my services page. And those services are going to be optimized for my local area. And I'm going to have a location served drop down 
which is going to have all of the locations I serve, those cities, with their own like little mini homepages. And then what's going to drop down from each of those is those target pests that I service in those areas. And we're going to optimize every single one of those pages with everything we need to give it complete and full local domination in those markets. So let's let's talk. What does that mean? Sounds like a bunch of techno gobbledygook again, right? It's like that 20-year-old that's going to call you and wants to do a software demo, right? Full of all the answers. No, 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 no. What we're going to talk about, let's take one page. And that's the way your website gets built, one page at a time. And every single page is unique. And every single page must be unique and must be clear and must contain the correct elements so when Google sees that page, and they don't really see it, Google being a computer algorithm, when they crawl that page, identify all the elements on that page, they will know what it is, and it will be a good match when that search query comes up for ants. In this case, we I think we were talking about Mason. Let's talk about one page. What is a website page? It's a URL. So... AcmePestControl.com is going to be the address to your homepage, most likely. And then you're going to have what's referred to as a slug. And this is maybe the very, very first element or item in basic pest control SEO. So your slug, in this case, might be AcmePestControl.com slash ant control. That's your slug. You've seen it. And that's the very first clue to Google that this page is about ant control. And then as we move forward, we're going to have what we refer to as a page title. And a page title is not going to be on the page itself. It's part of the optimization And it's where we're going to tell, once again, Google and the other search engines, what is the page about? So if we stay true to this and control in Mesa, the the page title might be Best Ant Control in Mesa, Arizona. And then it might have a slash, depending on how long it is. We may have Ant Exterminator in Mesa. And again... Those page titles are there, not so you can put your name on every single page of your website because it's not significant, it's not relevant. That's not what people are searching for. They're searching for a service. And the thing about page titles that you should know, and hopefully if you have a website person or an SEO guru or one of these other youngsters that seems to know everything about everything, your page title is something you can play with, you can change, you can monitor, you can manage to make sure it's getting indexed right and it's showing up where you want it to. Page titles are a funny thing. You can use different words in different cities and towns throughout the United States and get different results. And the the most obvious one there is using pest control or exterminator or both. Some, I don't know why, but we play with it and toy with it until we get it right with our clients. 
Sometimes the word exterminator in certain cities and towns will outperform the word pest control. And I think it just has to do really with what is the market looking for. Anyways, after that page title, then the next thing you're going to want to have is what is referred to as a meta description. And a meta description is going to be right around 160 characters, which is usually two maybe medium-sized sentences or three short sentences of text. And once again, what we want that text to be is optimized to, in this case, Mesa, Arizona, Ant Control. And that might be the very first four words in your, in your meta description. Mesa, Arizona, Pest Control, period. Then it may be, we are a local ant exterminator that has served Mesa for over 40 years Call for a free quote. Now, and again, once again, a meta description is something you can toy with, play with, monitor. There's lots of different software applications that will allow you to keep track of this and see if it's getting indexed and it's working well. And that's part of what website management and maintenance are. And if you've just put your website up there and hope for the best and actually don't have any idea what I'm talking about here, it's it's time that you figure it out. If you need any help, as I will say throughout this podcast episode, just give me a call. I'll help you. I'll show you how to look at it. And if you're, you know, your web developer or SEO guru is telling you a big secret and you can't know, then fire them and get somebody else that will work with you and help you. Anyways, when you actually do a search, so if you go search pest control near me, and then you get that page of results, which, by the way, is referred to as a SERP, S-E-R-P. That stands for Search Engine Results Page. That's what we're trying to do with our clients is get them to show up on that first Search Engine Results page. But when you look at it, after you've done that search, that pest control near me, and go do it. When, when we get done with this, go do it. And then look at the results there. And you're going to get, you know, the local service ads on the top. Those are the green checkmark. Google guarantees, you'll get a few ads, you're going to get the map three packs, so the, the three listings that are listed, one, two, and three in, in uh, the Google local um, search map. And then you're going to get some various organic listings underneath there, and you can look at them, and you'll see at the top the URL slug, you'll see then the page title, what what that actual page title is, then you'll see the little description, and that's the meta description. And if you look closely at the meta description, what you're going to see, if you look at the words that are in bold, you're going to see actually why Google matched up that particular page and showed it in that position that it showed it. And I hope one of those pages is yours, and I hope if it showed up where it did, you know why it did, and it was by plan and by design and not by luck. <laughs> anyway. And that is really sort of the meta tags, the meta information on your site. And then the next thing that is really, really important, often forgotten, almost every site we get involved with in the beginning, it's not even done, and that is your picture alt ALT tags. And that is um, to take your picture and give it some information at a meta level so that, once again, when Google and others are crawling the page, 
they know what the picture is because it's not like they can see it and go, oh, okay, that's a picture of his really cool wrapped truck, okay? They don't know. So you, you can create pictures and alt tags that tell and give some definitive information about what that particular page is, is or that picture, excuse me, is about. So once again, on our ant page, I hope we're going to have a couple of pictures of ants, maybe one of carpenter ants, maybe one of sugar ants or fire ants, depending again what this page is about in totality. But then you name those pictures and those pictures get indexed. And if you ever go to the top of Google search up there, you can move from all to images and it will show you all the indexed images that relate to the search and the location you're in. And if we have good optimized search excuse me, picture alt tags on your pictures, they show up and they can drive traffic to your site. And again, a great example of this is bedbugs. Um, there really are a great big number of people that search bedbug pictures in your market. I guarantee it right now. Go do it when we're done. Go look at bedbug pictures. Go look at the images and see which of the smarter pest control companies in your market area are getting clicks and getting traffic from pictures of bedbugs. And I, I don't know why. I guess people maybe see them and they're scared to death and hope it's not a bed bug, but they've got to get it figured out. Um, so that's the image alt tag. Then as we move now next into a very, very significant part of on-page SEO, which is what we're talking about here, one single page, optimizing it correctly and properly so it dominates in your local market. And the next step is the actual content on the page. And here's what I'm going to tell you. And I'm sorry <laughs> if, you, if you're not there. I'm just telling you really what you need to do if you want to make it a smart pest control website. And if you're interested at all in dominating some of the local search activity in your market. You need a thousand words or so, maybe even a little more, of content, that's words, that's information, that's paragraphs, sentences. In this case, all optimized around ant control for Mesa, Arizona. And if you do that, I will almost assure you, it will be one of the best ant control pages in your market. Now, What's the first thing and the most important thing on your content portion of your website page? And that's what's called the H1 tag. Now, there's something referred to as um, cascading style script. And I'm not going to get into all the mumbo jumbo about that. But what it is, it's a, it's a method that coders code a page to tell Google what's on the page and what's the most important. So the H1 tag is what you might consider to be the headline. So in this case, once again, it may be five-star pest control in Mesa, Arizona. And an H2 tag is the subhead. So it may be something like um, locally owned, family operated um, since 1912. So once again, this is communicating to a computer what's on this page. 
But that H1 tag, and, and a good H2 helps as well, but an H1 tag is the single most important part of the content because it's going to tell Google what this page is about. And ultimately, it's going to lead to um, it getting indexed correctly for a search query for Ant Control in Mesa, Arizona. Now, the I'm not going to go in depth into how to construct the content on your page, there is something that's referred to as keyword density. And you must have someone that's doing content for a website page that understands how SEO and keyword density works. You can't just write and control all over the page. There was a time you could do that. That was a long time ago. And now you'll get severely punished for that. But you do want to mention and control as a keyword and and control phrases throughout the the course of of the page and on your content and making it all relevant, um, but not overdoing it. And there there even is some software you you can write your content and you can run it through the software and it will evaluate it for you and tell you if you're over the top or if you're pretty good, you're right in that middle area. Um, But one, one of the basic rules that I will apply when we're working on new content for new pages is just who, what, where, when, why, and how. That's really, again, if you if you cover those areas, you know, who needs the ant control? Why do you need the ant control? How do we control the ants? Where are you located and, you know, where are we located? Why should you choose us to take care of your ants? Those kind of basics, you'd be surprised if you do it that way, how easy it is to get to a thousand words of content. Now, one of the things that bugs me, and I told you earlier when we we kind of got started on this podcast, and I listened to all these guys, you know, pontificate about websites. And, oh, you need to. We need the. We need the phone number up in the upper right corner, and we need this, and we need that, and blah 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 blah. blah. And yeah, you, obviously you need a nice big phone number and you need it to be able to be clickable. You need a form that you can fill out. You need um, lots of ways that people can get through to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that, I think that that's somewhat obvious. And then in today's day and age, developers know how to make these things float. And that means as you're rolling around on the page, they go with you and they're not just stuck at the top. But let me tell you where everybody's kind of full of it. So here's what's going to happen typically when you do a new website. First of all, if you do one with somebody that's good, reputable, knows what they're doing, they're going to work hard with you on the sitemap and the wireframe. So that's really the structure of the site. We're not going to jump in and start getting pictures and logos and colors and all the fun stuff. That's for the end. Initially, we need to know how many pages are we building, what is the structure, how many cities do you service, how many target pests do you um, provide treatment for, how many overall services do you provide, do you provide commercial services, what are they, what areas do we provide those in, blah, blah, blah. That's all got to get done. So, but, but, it's not print it's not going to get printed. It's not going to be a document and a brochure. 
here's what's interesting. You're going to sit down, and I we do this here, and we're just very careful to make sure everybody understands what's going on. You're going to design this thing, and you're going to create this thing on a desktop. So you might have a 20-inch or 28-inch monitor, and everything, you know, you're looking at it. We want all the little features to work. We want everything to work. We want blah, 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 blah. We want everything to be great. And we're spending a lot of money on this. And did you know that 75 to 85% of all of the activity that all of this is going to, to create is going to happen on a smartphone? That's your iPhone or your Android. That's where everything happens. Look, search. Hey, Siri, can you find a pest control company in my town? All of it happens there. And we call it being thumb friendly. You know how you, you know how you can, um, that was funny. I'm sorry. Right while I'm, as I'm, Recording this podcast, and as I said that, Siri answered me and came up in my headphones and gave me, <laughs> oops, I, I guess I need to turn my cell phone off when I'm doing these these podcasts. But we call it, as I said, being thumb friendly, and we call it that because if you've, and I know none of us actually search for things when we're driving, but if you do, or if you have, or if you're stopped and pulled over, you'll notice that you're using your thumb and you're kind of scrolling through there. And when you see what you want, you're going to click on it. So you're going to click on directions, call, contact, whatever it is. And you're really thumbing through that. So here's where, and I'll call out any expert out there that wants to go at it with me on this, because I'm sick of you giving bad information to our prospective clients. All that the work that's going in on the primary website and the primary pages and all the SEO and all the content, the alt tags, the pictures, everything is so that we can provide it in a way that Google will index it so it will show up on mobile. And again, I can show data on this. I can show you all of our Google ad campaigns. Some of them are are approaching 90%. 90% of all the activity on that campaign is coming over mobile phones. So all, I, all I'm saying to you is this. When you're creating this masterpiece, don't get lost on what it's really for. What it's for is to make you money. Make you money. It's not there for vanity. It's not there to be cool. It's to make you money. So we talked earlier about it's not a brochure. Well, what is it? It's a salesperson. That's what it is. It's a salesperson, and you should invest in it the same way you would if you hired a salesperson to work for you. And you put them out into the workplace and or into the environment, and you say, okay, go get me some pest control clients. Go sign up some uh, some annual subscribers, get me some termite work. You know, we want to get some rodent exclusion. Go get it, Tiger. And we're going to pay you. And you get a commission and you get a salary and you get this and you get that. And when you look at it that way, it takes on a whole different perspective. So let's say I worked for you and you paid me $5,000 a month. 
And my job was to go out and sell pest control. And I'm so I'm making 60000 a month, and you're paying me that. Well, in order for you to pay me that and to keep me on the payroll and, and for all of us to be happy, I have to have a certain baseline objective. I've got to sell so much, whatever it is, 10000 a month, to make you happy and to stay on the payroll. How many accounts did I sell? How many are new? How many what? How many this? How many that? How many one-shots? You know. And at some point in time, you're going to evaluate me, and I guarantee if you're paying me 5000 a month, you're going to keep pretty good records on what I'm doing and how much of it I'm doing. And at some point, I'm either going to get fired, or if I'm lucky, I'm going to get a Christmas bonus. And your website's the same darn thing. Your website is available to the world 365 days a year, 7 days a week, 24 hours a day. That's a heck of a salesperson. But if we don't build the website in such a way that that salesperson shows up on the right corner at the right time of the day in front of the right people, then we may as well put them in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Because we could put up a beautiful, wonderfully designed, expensive billboard in the middle of the Sahara Desert, and what is that thing going to be worth? Nothing. So the idea here is we want to invest in our website, our pest control website, we want to build the pages that we need. We want to optimize every single one of them. We want to work really hard and we want to put them out there so that every community that we serve, we show up in. Every target pest that we provide treatment for, we show up in. Every service we provide in every community that we provide it in, we show up in. And if you think that that's just easy and you can find, you know, Sally, the... Um, uh, the student over at the local college that will do it for $500 and you think you're getting a bargain and you think you're doing, you're, you're only joking with yourself. Don't even bother. Just do a Facebook business page. Don't spend a bunch of money on a website that you're not going to take serious, that it's not an investment to you, and you don't see the true potential profit you could be making out of this thing every single week. Okay, so... I'll get off my uh, soapbox now. But again, I listen to all this jargon out there on all these different places all over the internet. People trying to get you to buy in that they're an expert and they know what they're doing. And what they're essentially doing is they're showing you how to design an ad, which is not what a website is. And I hope I made my point. So I'll move on. And I'm going to talk to you about one more item. And then I'll finish it. And that's this. And I'm going to, I'll tell you a story to go along with it. So I told all you guys that once upon a time, I was a young sales rep selling ads in the phone book. And a pest control company was a good account because pest control companies, for the most part, way back then, made their living off of the yellow pages, for the most part. I mean, there wasn't anything else, right? So one of the worst things that could happen, and yellow page ads, trust me, were really expensive in their day. I mean, I'm selling a full page yellow page ad in the 80s for three and $4,000 a month in a market like Phoenix, okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, I can tell you because I oversaw the Phoenix operation when it was Dex not too long ago. And in Phoenix, they would actually have an auction 
to who was going to get the back cover of the yellow pages in the Phoenix in the Phoenix market. But anyway, so what's what what was the story about with the yellow pages? Why am I telling you that? So you go out and you sell this four thousand dollar ad to um, a pest control company, and he's all raring to go, and the book gets delivered, and the phones start ringing, and it's like, oh my god, this is wonderful. And trust me, folks, those days that was real. But here's where things, the wheels fall off. He's got his grumpy um, stepmom or his wife's mother or something answering the phones. She doesn't really want to do it, but she's doing it cheap. So he's got her answering the phones. And she's actually pissing off more people than she's closing deals to sell pest control. And trust me, in those days, those calls coming in off the yellow pages were, were for the most part, an easy sell. There wasn't, they didn't have Yelp to go compare to. They couldn't just back click and go look at every other uh, pest control company out there. They were looking at a few, picking one, calling them, and they were looking to buy pest control. And so the conversion rate was very difficult to calculate in those days because you didn't have a lot of call tracking mechanisms in play. You didn't have a lot of this. So now you've got a pest control customer or yeah, a pest control owner paying four grand a month and what the hell he's got this mean ogre answering the phone she's not closing nothing he thinks the ad's the problem it's not the ad it's not the ad and to this day we still deal with this with many of our clients that will have really good leads and a lead to me is actually a call a message a form fill an active inquiry that says, I want to buy some pest control. How much do you charge? Where are you located? When can you come out? And they're closing, you know, eight or 9% of those. And the other 90% aren't getting closed. And, you know, and then we get into the old, the age old sales versus marketing argument, right? Oh, it's not the salesperson. It's, it's the marketing. The leads are no good. There's this, there's that. What I'm going to leave you with as we go is this. If you don't know exactly the number of leads that you get every day, leads, that's just the inquiry, and where it came from, so you can calculate how much each lead costs you, you're really missing out on something. And then if you can't take all of those leads that you got, be real, all of them, not just the good ones, every call, every inquiry, everything that came in today, and say, how many of those did we sell and sign up for service? If you don't have those two numbers, you can't market, and you'll never know if your website's any good or not. But if you need some help doing that, just let me know. My name's Casey Lewis, as I said. I'm going to sign off now, and thank you, thank you so much for listening to the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. You've been listening to the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. If you own a pest control company anywhere in the country, by using our services, we will help you grow and prosper. Casey has 30 years in marketing and advertising under his belt. He managed and oversaw a sales force of 4,000 inside and outside sales reps tasked to work with every pest control owner in the USA. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, 
rate and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Rhino Digital Media. Let us take your digital marketing to the next level. See you next time on the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast.